2: Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other and maybe even you into liking what we like. This week is Usagi Yojimbo. My name is Jeff, and I once got in a yelling match with my cousin Richie and told on him to my grandma because he tried to open my mint on card Ninja Turtles action figure. He was nine, I was twenty.
1: My name is Jimmy. Whenever I half ass fix something, my dad and I call it fitching it.
2: My name is
0: Dan. And I've recently changed a diaper on a dog. (laughs) (laughs)
1: that's a good one i don't want to talk about that one more let's just move on
0: i like Jimmy's. that's cute it's punny i've heard that one yeah
1: yeah that that's my dad thing
0: holding it together with duct tape and stuff like that
1: pretty much uh (laughs) my my bookcase was breaking apart because i have too many things on it and and i half-ass built it apparently and the shelves kept on falling down so i got some angle brackets and i drilled into them so they're being supported more and i fitched it Does
2: everybody have something where they take their name and make it into a verb? I don't. Because I had something at my last job that um, I called Jeff in it, like as a joke. (laughs) And then it, it got stuck because it was when nobody else wanted to go to lunch with me. (laughs) <laughs> except for like one annoying person so i pretended like i had errands to run and i would just eat in my car <laughs> and by that myself. would jeff in it that's
0: pretty descriptive i mean so, jimmy actually has another one
2: no well it was because like so when people were like why weren't you at lunch i was like oh i had a jeff it and they knew what it meant yeah. it was just
0: to avoid a couple people jimmy doesn't have like jeff in it or jimmy in it he has come on jim
1: <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was ours yeah yeah, yeah. But that's when Jimmy makes a very obvious mistake or error.
2: <laughs> and we, we get like it disproportionately upset with him. Yeah, We're not yeah. just
0: upset. It's more like sad. Like you feel bad for him. Disappointment. It. <laughs> yeah, disappointment. Exactly. Yeah. Like when Jimmy can't find his keys because they're still locked in the front door of his house.
1: Done Come that on, before. Jim. Yep. This morning I couldn't find my wallet because it was... Well, in your pocket? No, it wasn't in my pocket, but I was wearing sweatpants and they fell out <laughs> and they're at my... Uh, under my computer desk, and I could not find them. Come Fun. on, Jim. Yeah. Yep, it's pretty good. So, there, Jeff, which yeah.
0: um, which action figure did he try to open? So
2: it wasn't even a good one. It was a four pack of minis that came in a oh, set. Those are like the lamest. It came in a set with the first four DVDs of the 2K3 series, and I just I had them like on a shelf. And I walk into my room and he's sitting on my bed with like about to take the blister pack off. And I just you let him have it. And like, I always got along with he's him. He's lucky you didn't he was, slap him. He was like the first little baby cousin <laughs> I had. And I was like, oh, look, it's a little baby. And I'm like an adult 10 year old and like we always got along and it was the first time and only time i've ever felt anger towards him yeah. but then he thought it was funny because i'm like give it back and then he's like ha ha, ha. and i'm like hey hey boy, Richie <laughs> has my toy and my grandma's like eh, i'm italian
0: yeah <laughs> shout out to richie who in episode 50 we heard give like a lovingly loving account of your relationship yeah and then to me and jimmy oh i met them <laughs>
1: I've hung out with Richie like two dozen times. Oh, I've only met him twice, I think.
0: Okay, well, that's okay for you. I've met him a couple times, he could say, but he's like, yeah, and Dan, I met him. Jimmy, I met him. Yeah. (laughs) you
1: richie he said we wow. went to, <laughs> he said we went to new york comic-con but i'm pretty sure we went to philly not new york we we unless did, he went we to did new york go to with Philly us together
2: and one time we met him at a restaurant because we both went to new york with different groups of friends mm. and you might have been there for that i'm not positive i don't remember either way i've more than met you son yeah, there, <laughs> there's actually another really funny story with uh richie my grandma ninja turtle figures I had,
0: <laughs> of course, there is.
2: I had um, these walkie-talkies. On that one was like a Leonardo action figure with a walkie-talkie, and one was a Raphael action figure with a walkie-talkie. Raphael. So we put one of them in the kitchen and pressed the button because they were static on walkie-talkie unless you press the button and walked yeah. away and uh my cousin was like grandma this ninja turtle's calling you and she's like no it's not (laughs) and he's like yeah it is so i i like was in the other room and i was like hello rose and she like (laughs) it blew her mind like it was magic like like god just came down and and so you should have
1: talked like a ninja turtle it
2: was so funny because she believed it. she's like how did it know my name (laughs) (laughs) i had
0: a similar situation with a cousin of mine and a hobgoblin action figure that had glowing red eyes (laughs) yep um but he was like seven, maybe even younger than that, maybe like six or five. So your grandmother was a grown adult woman.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, she was. Yeah, she was a grown adult. Anywho, <laughs> <laughs> at that time, I would say.
1: Jeff, Jimmy. Yep. Do we have any reviews, emails, et cetera? <laughs> we have the et cetera. <laughs> we have a direct message from Dill Shuster. Uh, I believe Dylan Shuster. His his Instagram handle is Dill Shust. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure he's a regular listener of the show. I don't know him personally, uh, but he he follows me on Instagram. And this was for the new year. I was doing like a year in review, kind of like joking thing, where it was just a person sleeping the entire time. Uh, so that was the joke. And he said, wait, I don't see Jeff in here at all. Like it was me sleeping with Jeff. Ha <laughs> ha. Funny. <laughs> I said, contrary to popular belief, we sleep in adjacent beds. He said, not same only. Same room, though. Yeah, same, same room. room. That was the joke. Not only do I not believe that I reject this notion and welcome my own fan fiction. Thank you very much. Wow, then,
2: I would pay money to see Jeff Jimmy slash fic. Like well, I was going to say, we're popular enough that people are <laughs> well, putting us together. If yeah, they're shipping us? us. If shipping you guys
0: have us, yeah. any like fan art slash fic, any of that stuff, send it in. We yeah. will put it right up on all social media. <laughs>
1: he did say in realness though, Happy New Years and to you and the crew. Hope it hope it's spent well and good luck in the new year. Thanks for the ass loads of awesome content
0: oh so yeah that
1: was nice thank you for for sending us that yeah he should join our patreon (laughs) thanks for being a fan of the show please give us money yeah you get
2: more content it's true there is a lot of cool content and there's swears in it and there's more
0: there's more coming out i know um uh jimmy's working on some stuff right now yeah some videos yeah Sure am. I would like to see a video montage of every time Jeff drops
2: his cell phone while recording. It happens like three times an episode. Yeah, I tried to put it away, it just fell off the couch. If ever you hear this yeah my phone hit something
0: jimmy next time we record just set up a camera on a tripod only yeah. aiming at jeff's torso
2: if we had done that from the beginning of the show it would be seven minutes. i want to see phone. yeah in quick cuts like bam yeah. bam, 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 yeah. bam 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 It'll bam still bam, be bam seven minutes and then another camera on dan's face and then play the videos next because i'm just trying. always looking yeah. at him like
0: slightly annoyed
1: Every week, guys, we have a segment that we like to do where it's just something a little small that we like to talk about what we're talking ourselves into. It's not a big segment. We're not trying to convince our friends to like what we're liking. It's just for us, guys. We're just talking. It's just our ramble segment.
0: And if you abbreviate talking ourselves into, it spells toy. (laughs) Thanks, Dan. I really appreciate that. (laughs) You're welcome. It's
2: toy time. Yeah, it's toy time. With the boys. With the fellas. (laughs) We're, We're boy
1: toys. So this week um I kind of have a two parter that I'm gonna kinda combine into one. So So it's gonna become a one parter. I yeah. like it. So we're in we're in twenty twenty. The year the year not yes. the television program. And I am trying to keep track of all the TV movies and games that I'm playing and consuming oh, on a list. This decade? Did you did you Perfect. know that I did this in 2019? No, I didn't. And then I realized
2: I have you nothing forgot. to do with this. But did you actually, you completed it and you stayed with it? No. Oh, yeah. Well, then what's the well, point? Well, yeah. I, I was. Going, I wanted to see the results, but now I don't. Because uh, if complete. I had known anyone cared, yeah. I would have kept going. It's
1: mostly social media fodder, so in New Year's 2021, I'll have something to post. Uh, but it, I think it's kind of cool. It'll be interesting to see the, the through lines of shows that I'm going through. Or the games or the are you, movies. Are you
2: writing down like every episode or just the show?
1: Not every episode, but every day, even if I repeat a show. So like a lot of it is just The Simpsons now, but I'm writing it for every day. That's, yeah. that's worse than when I counted my poops for a year. So I'm also combining this to, um, I want to have movie nights. I want to uh, dedicate a day of the week to have a movie night. Me and my buddy Alfie are going to hang out tonight. and We're going to watch a couple movies. Hey, Dan, yeah. did you
2: get uh, an invite to this movie night? Sure didn't. <laughs> Neither did I. I'd love to. Would have been fun i'm already here oh you're not leaving your <laughs> wife jeff don't lie to us we have cute cuddle times <laughs> you can have movie night by yourself you can have cute cuddle times with jimmy that's true we do share jason beds <laughs> just scooch them
1: together yeah so yeah i'm gonna be well it's kind of started off i was asking my buddy alfie if he's watched a couple of movies and he said no i said well you should come over and uh we'll watch moonlight movies.
0: sorry guys i just had an image in my head of Jimmy asking Jeff if he wanted to push the beds together tonight. And Jeff was in a bathrobe with his hair in curlers. And he's like, not tonight. I've got a headache, on
1: <laughs> Now you're really asking for the fanfic. I really appreciate that.
0: Yeah, sorry. Continue. Uh, Jimmy, I'm home. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we're going to be doing some movie nights. I don't know if we're going to do them every week. But I figured Sundays are actually going to be dedicated somewhat to doing D&D which is another thing. Oh. Well, let's just turn possibly. this into the
2: Jimmy hour. Okay. Just talk yourself into everything, Jim. We don't <laughs> yeah, have anything. Then we else. don't even have a podcast anymore. Yeah. If you keep talking yourself
0: into things. I'm yeah. sorry.
1: Um, but, uh, for Sunday is it's going to be for movies and, uh, slaying some dragons. Cool. Wow. Yeah.
0: So cool. Well, Jimmy, I'm a little bit inspired and I've been on the fence with doing this. And now it's a little late to start all those things. But I think I could if I tried hard enough. I could go back to January first and we're only do, a couple weeks in, and do movies. Time. So I think based on your inspiration, and since Jeff seems a little interested, and Jeff, I'd encourage you to go back if you can for movies, maybe I, even Tika. I go. Can probably figure it out. And let's do uh, let's do at least one category, and maybe we could share it uh. On social media or on the podcast, I did yeah. like
2: when I had Movie Pass. It kept every movie I saw yeah. in theaters. Well, that's how for I'm like gonna... the 13 months, and it was cool because like, I think in a year in theaters I saw like 46 movies or something. Yeah, and I'd be like, oh yeah, this one was good. Like this one was doo doo.
0: So I, I had
1: the year, Movie Pass. I have
0: the AMCA list, so that's how I'm going to cheat my way through most mm. of it. But I have watched other movies outside of that as well.
1: Yeah. Dan. Oh, question. Oh,
0: okay. Are you? i mean it seems based on your story that you're going to use old movies too yeah okay i am
1: as well then yeah yeah
0: okay yeah
1: and what are you talking yourself into this week
0: got a little bit of a throwback here guys okay
1: are you just repeating it again no
0: no it's not a repeat but it's thematically similar to what i talked myself into in the very first episode of this
2: podcast i remember what it was uh something about barefoot contessa right
1: Oh, no. So
2: I'm getting cable again, everybody. <laughs> no, I'm not getting cable.
0: But I found out after cutting the cord, I had no issues and I was really enjoying it, except I missed a little bit of trash TV only at night when I go to bed. So, guys. Nope. This past week, I've been talking myself into the incredible Dr. Pole. Oh no!
1: Oh I've yeah! Seen that show. I don't know what it is. It's really it's bad. on Disney
0: Plus. It was originally on Nat Dash Geo or something, yeah. and it's a reality show. My about, ex used
1: to make me watch that.
0: It's it's cool. It's a reality <laughs> show about a uh, veterinarian in the Midwest who has his regular practice where he helps cats and dogs and all that but he also works with local farmers and goes and helps like cows and horses and stuff
2: i hate it every time you talk about reality tv i just i hate everything about it. oh it's so bad there's nothing redeeming about it there's no reason i would ever watch it on my own
0: he's funny he's an old man he's danish he's got a funny accent
2: And (laughs) he says how do you give circumcision basically yeah no kangaroos, you cut Jeff. out the small pouch and leave the big I'm one. I'm starting back. to become,
0: you know how I like absorb useless information, but can't retain information that's vital in my own life? <laughs> yes. Um, I like know how to cure like left abdominal dysplasia in a in a cow.
2: No, you don't. You don't know how to do that. You've I know how they it. do it. You never will. There's no need to know. It's, no, it's but I know in theory. Know. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: I've seen him birth a lot of cows. Yeah, me too. It's gross. It's bad. And fun. One thing
0: he does that sold me in the second episode I'm just going to tell you why I knew that I liked this show In the second episode he gelded a horse Meaning he cut its testicles off And he threw them to a small dog That was nearby who ate the raw testicles (laughs) And I was like this is a show
2: for me to fall asleep to
1: I'll give you that Jeff, what are you talking yourself into? All
2: right. I'm going to ask you guys for help because I have. Give me an A. I have two things. One of them is thematic to what Jimmy's was, and one of them is thematic to this episode. Can we vote by round of applause? Yes. Round of applause. If you would like me to, to tell you the talk me into that's thematic to Jimmy, let's hear it. Wait, give us the two options first. I don't know what to vote on. I can't tell you the options because I'm saving it for the next one. Thematic to Jimmy or... Thematic to Jimmy's Talk Me Into or or Thematic to this episode. Okay, I'm ready to vote. All right. Round of applause for Thematic to Jimmy's. Round of applause for Thematic to the episode thank you thank you okay so this this (laughs) week and next week I'll (laughs) the applause meter was going through the roof (laughs) Uh, I am talking myself into Ninja Turtle comics again Ooh. Ooh. So um, we've talked about comics before in the past. We did lists. Dan organizes them. I'm reading more comics than I have in years. I'm not. But the one comic. <laughs> well, I've been getting two comics. So one's been on hiatus. So the one comic I'm still getting is Ninja Turtles put out by IDW and all of the little crossovers, which and historically one-shots. has been fantastic. It It is really good. And it just hit issue 100. Wow. And there's like a Makes lot you of feel old. Yeah. And that's just in the main line. And then there's there's always two to three Ninja Turtles comics coming out a month. I haven't got them since May. But our comic store, Richie's Comic Cabana in Waterbury, Connecticut, has been holding each issue for me. So I picked them up the other week. I dropped a lot of money <laughs> on them. Um, but, yeah, so I, I still love the series. I'm still a little behind. Like, I probably have to read, like, 30 issues to get caught up. You know, wow. Between all the side stuff, it's probably even more. But some of it is uh, needed in continuity, but some of it isn't. But I got the stack, and I'm going to start bagging and boarding. I'm gonna start nice. reading as I go, and I'm getting back back into it because it's a world I love. And some crazy stuff happened. There's a fifth turtle, and I missed it when it was happening. Like no what? spoilers. It's it's everywhere. Like if so, you don't know if you're in the comics world already and you don't know that, then is so, it Venus? Uh, no, it's it's a female turtle. <laughs> Please stop. Though. So your brain works in a manner where you don't have to reread after all this time away i f- i figure i know enough i remember like i don't remember the exact issue of the last one i read but i knew what was going on when i stopped i've been buying them, but i just haven't really read them and like because a, l- a lot of the side miniseries some of them tie in and you have to read them in an order to understand yeah. but some of them don't some of them's like ninja turtles versus batman three like there's three of those stories and yeah. you don't need to read those like they're good but you don't have to read them they're to- not in continuity right or like Shredder in Hell, like you can read that, but you Ooh, don't have to. Or the bebop and rocksteady stuff. Yeah,
0: wasn't there like a Ninja Turtles Cthulhu crossover or something?
2: The uh, infestation or something. That was a very long time ago. Yeah, that was early on. That was actually really good. I love those two or three issues. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. It's thematic because as as you guys will learn soon, um, there's a tie between Ninja Turtles and Usagi Yojimbo.
1: hmm Cool. I'm all nice. for it. Yeah, I like it.
2: Great, thanks! Thanks for helping me choose. I couldn't decide which route I wanted to go. I'm You're glad welcome. we went this way.
0: You're welcome. Yeah. Will we ever hear the other one? Yeah, next next w- week, Okay. <laughs> for 45
2: minutes for you guys. Cool.
1: <laughs> Great. Great. <laughs> Great. Great.
2: Okay, fellows. Usagi Yojimbo is a comic book that has been around since 1984. What's it called? Usagi Yojimbo. God bless you. <sighs> I <laughs> hate you so much, Dan. And it was created by a gentleman, Stan Sakai, and he has been the sole writer and illustrator for the past 36 years. That's dope. That's impressive. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty, it's
1: pretty pretty cool.
2: So the name Usagi Yojimbo comes from, well, Usagi is Japanese for rabbit, and Yojimbo was the title of a Kurosawa film Yojimbo, which Sansukai mm. was a fan of. It's a samurai. So it's a samurai rabbit. And the the comic follows Miyamoto Usagi.
0: Domo Arigato? So the character's Miyamoto. name is not Usagi Yojimbo? No. Oh,
2: shit. Oh. It is not. Which is crazy, right? Because in the cartoons it is. So speaking of the cartoons, um, the way that I got into Usagi Yojimbo, like I would say most people who even know or read the character is through the Ninja Turtles cartoon series.
1: The 87 series, right? From the
2: 87 series. He he was in season three of the cartoon series, which came out in like 1989 or 90. and. I always re- I remember that there was a rabbit character, and I remember that there was a toy for it. Hmm. But I just thought it was like a background Ninja Turtle character, and didn't really remember anything about it. And then flash forward to two thousand three, I'm like seventeen, eighteen years old, and I'm not in into Ninja Turtles, right? Like like most kids my age who got into it from the cartoons and the you movies. You were into animorphs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, uh, I think this is the end of animorphs yeah this is when your i like girls phase yeah this is when i was in high school and i was like oh yeah i do like cartoons but no they're lame i, wanna, I, I wanna want to i want to talk about it i want girls and then girls are like we don't want you <laughs> yeah dan is right like you want to like be cool like, i don't watch cartoons but then i, I was like the like, little dance move you just did I when you like said cartoons. be cool <laughs> i gotta be cool i don't like cartoons um you know that lasted for a couple of years i don't know if that was everybody went through that but i certainly did and yeah. then after i graduated high school and i was like oh none of that even mattered yeah i'm getting back into cartoons a new ninja turtles series came out yeah and i was all for it i was like yeah that's car- when i got into turtles cartoons and that's what brought me back into ninja turtles and i've never dropped since like it is <laughs> it is my franchise that i love you guys like it you like that show enough to where we're not going to have an episode on that but this reintroduced me to Osagio Jimbo because he became more of a, a central character to the show. He's for, in the
1: two K three series. Yeah, for a large for that. a
2: large chunk of the series, he was in uh, like a six part story called Big mm. Brawl. I was thinking about having you guys watch it, but I watched some, and he doesn't really show up till like the third episode, really. And I'm like, I'm I'm just doing some comics here. Um, so it reintroduced me to the character. There was an action figure. I liked it, and then. In, he he then showed up in the 2012 uh, series, which was a, a really cool arc of the cartoon. But in between then, the I, Nickelodeon one, the Nickelodeon one. Yeah, he was in the, the latter season that was like not popular and dying. And then they hmm. ended the show and started the less popular one. That's uh, not doing well. Any hoozle in between that period is when I started getting super into comic books and really heavy into them. And probably when we were doing our last podcast, I was like. I want to actually get into Usagi Yojimbo because I know that prior to the cartoon he was in, there were Ninja Turtle crossovers in the comics that Stan Sakai drew. And I was like, I'm interested in reading these because before there was an Usagi Yojimbo title, he had the Usagi Yojimbo short stories and different like little you know, fanzines, independent releases, yeah. like some anthropomorphic <clears throat> comic book anthologies, the character was in there. So the first trade that I picked up, and, and the great thing about Usagi wajimbo since it's like a one man's vision, is if you buy the first trade, everything is in chronological order. So like if you buy the fifth trade and there was like a little one-shot that was released, it'll be in the right order. That's so cool. you just buy the books and you read them. So I bought the first seven on Amazon for mad cheap, and I read through them, pretty quickly and like i i loved it it was this this great story which i'll get into in a little bit and um and then i kind of fell off like of just comics in general um i i bought a few issues here and there like some one-shots he did idw just um relaunched it in full color for the first time it's been a black and white comic for 30 years huh. with the exception of a few issues here and there um so there's a new ongoing out so maybe some people are pumped on that and they'll wanna go back and check out some old stuff um what i liked about it cuz i wasn't sure if i was going to like it it looked like really cartoony but i'm like it's been going on for a long time right and if this is like this guy's main job for 30 something years it's got to be selling something people Dang. have to be reading it so what i like before i say what i like what's your guys exposure to usagi yojimbo
1: uh i know of him uh, i knew he was associated with the turtles i didn't um i didn't know it was by a different creator uh but that makes sense um but yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: Pretty much the same. I'm under the impression, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't the connection with the Turtles not to do with the creators,
2: but because wasn't it published by Mirage? It was published by Mirage because of the connection <laughs> with the creators. Oh, so they were like friends mm. or whatever? It was originally released. Mm. I don't know all the details, about I'm the Osagi Jimbo historian, mm. but it was released, the first trades released from a small uh, print label called Fantagraphics, which you might have heard of. They They released some like, kid stuff um some stuff like that and that was all like the the independent stuff was put into that trade the first volume was fantagraphics i believe and then it went to mirage so mirage was i believe volume two and mirage published the mirage, early ninja turtles comic right mirage is the P- uh, peter laird and kevin eastman who created ninja turtles it was their imprint that they created just for ninja turtles they put out 12 or so issues and then it switched over to dark horse and it's been dark horse for 30 years. So yeah, I've never,
0: I know who the character is just
2: from the turtle stuff. Like I've never really read any of it or anything. So what, what caught me about this series was that while on the surface, it looks like just a simple, fun story about, you know, anthropomorphic world that's set in feudal Japan and it's drawn like a comic strip And it's kind of like happy and they're bunnies and there's all these cute little animals. It's actually super dark. And it also highlights a lot of Japanese folk tales Hmm. that some I was familiar with, but some I'm not. And it just opens up a whole new world of stories to experience. And it's violent and it's bloody. There's decapitation. There's death. It's actually it's very mature while on the surface it doesn't look that way it's In
1: reminiscent the, of the early turtle stuff
2: yeah but not as gritty the, yeah. as, as far as the art goes there's some stuff he does with shadows because it's just black and white there's not a lot of like grays there's there's some fading he does with like some ink work mm. where you you'll do a bunch of dots and it kind of looks gray stippling is that what it's called yes i'm not an art boy i'm sorry <laughs> um but the art is a lot more intricate once you start reading it um so that that's kind of what I like. It's it's pretty simple, but it's it's really fun. And the reason why I picked this is because I want to get back into it. So I have the first seven <laughs> trades,
1: yeah. Like I
2: said, and then um, Dark Horse has been releasing these huge omnibuses, and the first one's like sixteen bucks. I grabbed it on Amazon, and they're giant. And I did some research first because I didn't want to, like, double dip. So I was like, maybe I'll just start with the second one. Yeah. But it actually, the first seven were released in another omnibus. I forgot what it was called, but it wasn't labeled number one. And then the first one picks up at number eight. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. If I buy number one, it's perfect. And I, was, I'm, I wasn't I was sure what I was going to have you guys read because my first trade of Usagi Ojimbo from Fantagraphics got caleb'd. Now, this is funny because we just <laughs> talked about uh, verbing people's names, but our friend Caleb, Dan and I have talked about this before, but if this is your first show, we would let him borrow comics and they would disappear or, or, get, destroyed. or get destroyed or get maple syrup <laughs> poured on them like uh, another friend, Adam. So I let him borrow this when we recorded our last podcast and I never got it back. So I don't know. I can, I don't feel like buying one. So I'm not sure how easily accessible it is. But this one, I did some research online and starting with this first omnibus is where Dark Horse picked it up. So, or Mirage, it was the Mirage series. So Dark Horse is putting this omnibus out, but it's volume two. But I heard that it's a great jumping on point. So I'm going to be re-jumping on. And the first story features the turtles as well. So it's not just Mm. like little pieces. So the turtles are going to be in the first story. And I don't know what it's going to be like, but. I have a logistical question for you. Yes. Actually two. Number one. Do they
0: explain why the animals are anthropomorphic or does it not matter? No, that's just the
2: world. doesn't matter.
0: Number two, do they explain how that can cross over so many times with the Turtles world? You said it takes place in
2: feudal Japan. They do. Okay.
0: Yep. Cool. The end of questions. Mm -hmm. And with this (laughs) particular
2: story, I'm not sure how it's going to work, but like in the 2K3 series, it's the same universe, but like in a different area or dimension and they use portals and magic and it's it's fun it's just stupid <laughs> silly things to get characters in the same spot um but he's not a mutant no he's not a mutant and i think in the ones that i read he thought that they were kappa uh-huh. which is <laughs> if you're familiar with japanese kappa folktale it's like a turtle with like water in its head and it spills out the They're eye. like demons yeah So it was actually pretty cool because he integrated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles into traditional Japanese folklore. That's cool. (laughs) That wasn't my phone, that was my (laughs) hand. He's just gesturing. I I speak with my hands. Yeah, Yeah, so that is, uh, I hope you guys like it. And I have a copy you guys might be able to borrow. I'm sure you can get it from your library. I know it's at mine, at least digitally anyway. Mm. Um, Or just buy it on Amazon. Super cheap for a lot of content if you're interested in what we're saying. Cool. Or I'm buy excited it your, for this. your local comic book store if they have it. A few years back,
0: I, jo- I bought Jeff a print, which I think we referenced earlier yes. in this episode. It's very nice. Of, I believe it's the Turtles fighting Usagi Yojimbo. Yes. Ooh. And it's it's really
2: nice. It's a Mondo release. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it's done by the artist, I think, yep, who worked Usagi. on it.
2: Yep, uh, yeah, the artist Usagi Yojimbo. Stan yep. Sakai.
0: Yeah. So uh, I always thought that he was a cool looking character. Somehow it's like a, a blank spot in my Turtles knowledge because... I don't know that I've read any of the comics or seen those particular episodes of the cartoon. Maybe seen them, but
2: don't remember them. And there was recently a crossover from IDW. It was like a... It was maybe like 40, 50 pages. It was a bigger issue that Stan Sakai drew and it was in full color and it was really beautiful.
0: Nice. Yeah. Cool. I'm excited. Same. Comic books.
2: Yay! Not doing it again. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. (laughs)
0: Okay, fellas, it's been a few weeks, and we read about some bunny rabbits, primarily one. Just one. Just the one. Yeah, who apparently, his name is not Usagi Yojimbo.
2: It is not. No. I don't remember what it is, but it's it's something similar. Miyamatu Yeah. Usagi. Miyamatu so, Usagi. It turns out what I had you guys read was actually the first three issues of Volume 2 on Mirage. So, the Shades of Green story was the three-issue arc, and then at the end of each issue were the little short stories. Gotcha. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I found that out after um, I told you to read, like, you know, 100 pages. Just gave you a small little little bit to read. It's in the show notes if you would like to read along.
0: Yeah, it was a little more difficult than I had anticipated to find these exact stories, but I will say for listeners, if you're interested in what we talk about and you think you might be talked into... Uh, Usagi Ojimbo there are definitely copies of varying storylines at libraries and things like that so
2: cool yeah it's 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 book eight if you're getting like the little fanographic uh, graphic novels which you guys read or if you get the saga the first book it's the uh, first hundred or so pages
0: and I will say before we get into like super detailed stuff that it feels like you could pretty much just read these in whatever order. I mean...
2: Yeah, you can, and I was kind of worried. I didn't know what you guys would think because, like, the character Jen, the rhino, um, Mm -hmm. they introduce him previously, and I was like, oh, I wonder if they're gonna know if it matters, if they can just pick up, like, this is kind of, like, his pal.
1: Yeah, I just kind of took it as it's his buddy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely, in, in the first story arc that we read, Shades of Green, it definitely refers back to prior plot points. It does. But they did a good job of fleshing it out enough that I didn't feel like I was missing anything. And also
1: referencing the issues. Yeah, Yeah. I was going to say they do that
2: cool comic book thing where they put a little asterisk and they put, like, book seven. This happened in blah,
1: blah, blah. That's one of my favorite things about comics.
2: It's a nice little
0: in-book way to uh, get people to read your
1: prior stuff. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into it. So Shades of Green, um, you aforementioned talking about uh that, that's a, that was a word um
2: <laughs> it was a word i don't think it was supposed
1: to be in the place that you wanted it this to is be. what was happening in jimmy's head when he said that i think i can i think i can i think i can so you talking about how there was a crossover between the turtles and yes. then this this was an issue called shades of green i was like i mm, think i know where this is going but it was still a cool issue
0: I actually didn't anticipate that. I really?
1: thought that Jeff
0: might
2: give us some Turtles crossover, but I didn't think it would be the first thing we read. Yeah. So I I knew that they were in this arc, but i that's not why I picked it. And I i didn't read this beforehand. This is where I had previously left off reading. Yeah. So this
1: is new to me as well. Okay. So, Jimmy, what'd you think of it? So it was pretty good. I mean, uh, we can kind of go over the plot points a little bit. Yeah. Um... So I I don't remember the finer details of the beginning but basically um uh what's his name Miyamoto
2: Usagi I just called
1: uh, Usagi. Usagi yeah um him and him and his pal were getting overrun by this clan I don't remember the name of the clan off they the top of my ninjas. head They were ninjas yeah yeah they're on a mountain pass yeah and they're being sort
0: of like like tailed from behind and then also they come to an impasse where they're like surrounded by these ninja
1: Yeah and then they um I believe they get saved by um the big mouse, the rat.
2: Yeah, I thought that was Splinter
1: at first. I did too. Because because I was like he
2: also drew him like uh, like Eastman and Laird used to draw
1: Splinter. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh Kakara.
1: Yes. <laughs> um so uh he popped up and I was like, Oh great, it's a ninja rat that's not Splinter. That's gonna be confusing. <laughs> well he's introduced in a fun way. Well, first of all, like they have this big fight and
0: they're like clearly like outnumbered on this mountain pass. Yeah. And they decide that the only way to get out of it is to jump off the mountain into a river. Oh, yes. So then they're just like sort of washing down
1: river. And, and by
2: page two, they're just straight up killing dudes. Yeah. Like there's murder and
1: death. Yeah. yeah. It reminded me a lot of the early turtle stuff where it's pretty violent. Yeah. And
0: so they get out of the river and, uh, what was the rhino's name again? Ren? Is that Jen. Her? Jen. Jen. And, um,. They feel like they're being stalked and they think it's more ninja and then
1: it's the uh That's right. The mouse right. dude.
0: And he pretty summarily and quickly beats them up with
2: his staff, his quarter staff.
1: Yeah. So I was pretty confused because I was like, is this Splinter like undercover or something? But yeah, I
2: even thought that too. Yeah. Or is it like an alternate splinter?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um so basically Usagi and Jen um need to find a way in order to uh take care of this ninja clan. And um uh the, the not splinter rat told them to <laughs> like, find four turtles. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, I know where this is going. Well you're skipping you need- over
0: like one thing that's kind of cool. Am which I? which is that um so they go back to Kakara's village and you find out that those ninjas who are after Usagi mm-hmm. and Jen um are are like marauding the village basically in hopes of capturing Kakara because he's like a spellcaster that's like, right a, like a yeah. wizard of some sort that is true yeah. and he basically claims whether or not Usagi believes it that he has summoned um all these like Ronin these like samurai yeah to help him and Usagi and Jin were the only ones who showed up and which is kind of a cool idea because it wasn't done in like a corny way like he didn't like send out a message or like you know like a spiritual thing he just said like oh i i placed the obstacles in your path and like openings in your path that would allow you to come to this village basically yeah yeah and so yeah as jimmy referenced uh basically they're trying to gather forces to protect kakara and large in a larger respect protect the village from this ninja clan
2: and as as kakara Kakara, whatever says you need ninja to fight ninja, <coughs> yeah. and then he saw he asked for four turtles, and I was like, yes, yeah. the ninja turtles, yeah, yeah.
0: And so he does some magic spell, and all of a sudden, the ninja turtles as we know them are on the scene. And I thought that was a cool panel when they actually showed up when they like transformed out of like
1: this hazy like ether. Yeah, yeah. he does
2: a. Do you guys want to talk about the art?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were your opinions on it? It was pretty good because. I like um uh, I like the original Eastman and Laird turtles but largely I would say they're pretty inconsistent. Like there are some issues where like the turtles look amazing and there are some issues where the turtles look really bad. Yeah. Um whereas this it's very consistent all the way through. It is a little bit more cartoony than yeah. uh, Eastman and Laird's turtles, but um I thought it was very good. Yeah, I think in general
0: um the Eastman and Laird stuff has a little bit more of like a haphazard um, like sort of gritty, rougher on the edges look. Yeah. This is more polished. It feels like someone it's who has super
2: crisp. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. It feels like someone who has a better technique when it comes to just like pen and ink. Um, you see like a lot of um now guys, this is a term you're familiar with in social media, <laughs> but it predates that. There's a lot of hashtagging, yeah, yeah. cross-hatching. 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 And um, Also, some like stippling, like dot shading. So there's a lot of really cool techniques that he employs um, to just give a more finished, professional look to the series. Yeah,
2: it adds it adds like shade and texture, but it's not grayed out. It's still really crisp blacks and whites.
0: What he's been aware does 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 too. It's also a lot brighter. He's not afraid to have like there's a lot
2: of white space. space. Yep, yep. Yep.
0: And uh, even like knowing when detail is necessary and when it's not. Like I'm looking at a panel right here. It's a close-up of Usagi and Jen, and really, like, there's not a lot of detail in their faces. There's there's huge open areas, but it's about um I don't know, sort of like the simplification of the image. It's
2: kind of minimalist, but not really, because there is some fine detail and a lot of like the landscapes too. Mm -hmm. Um, it's he he does the most he can with using as few pen strokes. Yeah, and Stan Sakai is consistently good. Like his art is still now. Yeah. just as good or better.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that, that was definitely a standout part of, of uh, Usagi Yojimbo. I thought the art was top-notch.
0: So I think we don't need to get too... No, we don't need to get... ...granular with the, proce- with the plot of this series because as it unfolds, it's a pretty straightforward story of these ninja basically trying to get into the village and the turtles and Usagi and Jen and Kakara trying to you know expel them.
2: So there's a couple little confrontations with spies and stuff like that. Yeah, and Stan Sakai did a good job of giving the turtles the personalities that we're all familiar with. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and and I also like how that conversation—it was mostly Mikey um asking like why is a horse a horse but a bunny is a person right yeah. like, he was trying to figure out the universe and they're just like what do you mean
0: yeah, yeah. well because eastman and laird put such an emphasis on explaining mutation and why yeah, this happens and that even
2: comes up and they're like what is it like where you're from are there a lot of you and they're like ah.
1: <laughs> there's a, a pretty decent amount of humor in this too which i thought was actually pretty good um like mikey says yo jimbo which i thought was pretty <laughs> yeah. good funny yeah and um the the rat i don't remember his name but he said Gata. yeah he said maybe next time i should use some frogs Thought that was also very funny
0: um so yeah i mean i, I believe it's is it leonardo that gets wounded yeah yep.
2: which is pretty cool because he gets very wounded it's I know like
1: he's bleeding
2: like <laughs> jim, jim just said that there's a lot of comedy in here but it's also really dark yeah and v- very violent and a recurring thing that he does in his art which mixes those two is when like a ninja dies or gets killed. There's like a talk bubble with a crossbone in it.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. That, yeah. that was pretty good. Like a skull and crossbone. Yeah. That's, I like that's
2: an, an ongoing theme. And it's like, it's funny. It's like Quentin Tarantino level of humor, yeah. violent
0: humor. Yeah. There's a couple scenes in later comics that we read where there's like massacres and there's like a lot of bodies and they all have that.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We're all recovering from colds. It's okay. Um, so basically, uh, Leo comes back and he, he says that he knows where the hideout is and, um, he brings them all to it basically. And they, uh, I don't remember the finer details of the end, but, um, they have a big battle, but what turns out is there's actually
0: infighting that's been going on within the ninja clan right between um oh that's right that's
2: the part i thought that you guys weren't going to understand and i don't really remember because i haven't read it in a while but those characters are pre-existing they're not new to the story
0: yeah so um yeah so basically uh this female ninja character uh who was the sister of the former clan leader uh kills the guy who's in charge now who seems to be obsessing about getting Kakara and she's like we don't really need to be doing this. Yeah. It seems like a, almost um like a proxy to the Foot Clan storyline that we are familiar with, which is that like the Foot Clan like did some bad things but also helped people and then when um Shredder, I don't remember what his real Oroku-Saki. name is, Oroku Saki takes over the clan, he just pushes them to like much darker arenas and stuff. So it kind of felt like that to me. And, uh, yeah, so she ends up killing the clan leader and
2: taking
1: control. That's right, yeah.
2: Which was cool. And then everything's wrapped up in, like, a page. The turtles are like, all right, bye. Yeah. yeah. And Jen's like, I'm going to follow a bounty. Yeah. And Usagi's like, I'm a ronin. I'm on my own. Bye.
1: Did did that bother you, Jim, or did you think it was okay? That it was just like, it's over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. Um, I thought I, it was okay, too. Yeah, did, I mean... Comics uh, what year did this come out Jeff? This was late 80s early 90s at yeah, this point. Yeah, that's what I kind of figured at. Like comics like this especially like indie comics like they just sort of like end but like it's not really about that because the the, the comic is about the climax. Yeah, And then the the end is kind of like, cool, we'll see each other again soon. Let's have another adventure. I'm going to draw a
0: connection to another piece of pop culture that's going to seem really odd to you guys. but <laughs> Desperate this, Housewives. No, some of this reminded me of the plot of, I don't even remember which Austin Powers it was, but the one that involves time <laughs> travel. Because every time gold they tried to question it, no, I think it was the spy who, sh- no, that's the first one. I don't remember. But anyways, every time someone tried to ask how time travel worked, he's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> and that's what this was like he he. Yeah. they obviously made a decision like not to focus on like how did the turtles get here yeah. like yeah are they the same turtles from new york or did he create them like were they sucked out of new york and put in this environment and then put back they're just it doesn't matter that's not what the story's about and i like that
1: yeah yeah um overall i thought the issue was pretty good um uh, I I'm a sucker for crossovers, especially good ones, and like
2: yeah, there's been a few. There was there was an Usagi and Turtles crossover about a year ago in in the comics.
1: Yeah, and there was also um, pre existing. They said that um, Usagi and Leo met each other already. Yeah, so that was that, that was in was... the
2: first book. It was the the first book in the the numbered series is a compilation of like a lot of shorts from yeah. different comics, and there were a few short stories where they met there
1: yeah so overall i thought it was it was a <coughs> pretty good issue i i liked it a lot it was actually three issues it was three issues three. Yeah, yeah yeah that's true. Then, a fun little arc
2: and yeah. then we get to the the short stories which were at the end of these single issues yep uh jizzo Jizo? yeah Jizo. i think lizzo yeah i just took a dna test turns up <laughs> i'm a ninja turn uh, <laughs> i'm 100 percent that rabbit <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
2: um this is the first time i was reading this as well what did you guys think of this short little eight page story
1: it was awesome um i like the fact that it was all from that one perspective yep, the one was... camera angle yeah yeah, i yeah. love that um so it, it starts off with a, a lady pl- uh placing out a statue i don't remember the specific but i remember it's a uh, a statue that was about the uh so, I had a Google honoring this. Honoring the dead children. Yeah. And
2: these statues in Japan, they're the guardians of the souls of
1: dead children. That's right. Yeah.
2: And they like give them scarves and hats and like actual clothing.
1: Yeah. So, I, uh, that was cool. So, she puts it down saying that I want you to uh, protect the village or something similar to that.
2: Yeah. Cause there were five terrorists who killed her son.
1: Yeah. And then she puts it down. And then all of a sudden, you see, uh, you see time passing. I was actually not quite sure of how long the time passed until the very end right um i thought it could have been like i don't know years but it wasn't it was only like a day um which i guess it could have been shown a little bit easier or better that way maybe j- by just yeah, saying you like, see,
2: like villagers walking by and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, kids yeah. playing and then all of a sudden you see the five terrorists and Usagi yeah. coming to frame and he kills them all
1: yeah and um And then uh, she comes back and saying, like, for some reason you seem happier talking to the statue. Yeah,
2: because it had, like, a little frown. And in the last panel it had a smile because the terrorists were dead. And I was like, this is, like, the greatest short story I've ever read.
1: It was definitely one of the better ones I've read. Um, I liked it a lot. Dan, what did you think? Yeah, I liked it a lot as well. Um,
0: I was also sort of thinking that time had – more time had passed. Yeah. Um, But I did notice um, looking at the background – there was a tree in focus that had like no leaves on it. Yeah. So I kept expecting to see that as a right. reflection leaves of coming. changing of seasons and stuff. And he purposely, purposefully did not do that. Yeah. I also like the um that the only dialogue in the issue is from the mother's point of view. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no other words or context. There's like some screams during the fight scene, and uh, this is the 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 battle that I was referencing earlier. You see the five terrorists dead <laughs> yeah. and there's five little skull yeah. and crossbone talk bubbles above them.
2: Another thing that was even in the shades of death, um, whenever he uses Japanese words and puts a little asterisk in the definition. yep, I really like that because he, Stan Sakai, he loves his culture and the Japanese culture and he includes as much as he possibly can, including the certain words. Or, like I didn't know what a, a Jizo statue was, yeah, yeah, but yeah. now I do. Now yep. I know this part of their culture and it's really i think it's really cool that he he does that and he does it in a fun way
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i i did write that down for the first issue too he does say or or, um the characters do say a lot of like japanese words or like references and stuff like that and he always um defines them as well in little brackets um so uh, i i appreciate that
0: yeah i thought it was just a really succinct nice little story i mean it doesn't like it doesn't have any effect on any... Co- it's so different than what we look at in normal, like, comic books, popular comic mm-hmm. books of today, because it has no effect on continuity. Nope. Or it doesn't even have a huge plot. It's really just like a little character piece and just, I don't know, just like a little nice vignette.
2: Yeah, well, the over the overarching story of Uzaki Jimbo is that he's just traveling, and he just wanders, and he just yeah. helps out where help is needed. So this story could be put... Anywhere, Yeah, very much. In his travels, he came across
0: this. It fits into the tradition of like the traveling Ronin, like um, the man without, you know, man with no name, have gun will travel. Those are like the Western counterpart to that. But also if you look at like Lone Wolf and Cub, things like that. So I thought these um, little short ones that you gave us
2: did a nice job of fleshing out how it fits within that tradition. Uh, Moving on to Usagi's Garden. We meet a young Usagi trained by the hermit Katsuichi. Mm-hmm. and um, I thought that this was good. It was, it was like just a, I'm not gonna say generic, but it was just a classic, um, training, yeah, issue. yeah. like just teaching him a lesson.
1: I like these because they they almost seem like parables, yeah, like they're uh, little short stories. They teach a lesson, and um, they're one and done, but um, they they also make an impact too, which is kind of cool.
0: I agree with you. I wasn't, I didn't like
2: this one as much as the uh, prior one that we just read. I agree. Um, But it was cute. It was Usagi was complaining about the garden they had to grow. And then mm -hmm. he was tasked with growing his own garden. And in the end you find out it was a test of character because the seeds were boiled and dead and Katsuichi just wanted to see how he would react and, and at you, first you think that he's Usagi's gonna steal these already grown vegetables yeah that was his change, first instinct yeah then he has a change of heart and he doesn't and then he admits to Katsuichi what he was gonna do
1: I know he didn't have a lot of pages to show that but I like that as he's pulling them away and then like the next panel is him uh, confessing to not doing it yeah I thought that was cool to like exclude that like yeah his uh, his like coming of heart basically it's, it's
0: still kept a little bit of a surprise yeah yeah i I have a question for you, um I mean, we talked a little bit about the anthrop- anthropomorphization of the animals in yeah. this comic series. Mm-hmm. Number one, what kind of animal is Katsuichi? Is he a lion? It looked like that. I yeah. thought that it was kind of weird. um, and then in the in the previous issue, and we also see it in this one, are there dinosaurs? Yeah,
2: there's little like dinos. those are the pets kind of those are like the actual animals they' like these weird little lizards, yeah, yeah, they're cool.
1: I've thought that too, but. They're, they're they don't just,
2: really get into that no he has one as a pet I can't remember his name um reminds me of Yoshi from Mario <laughs> yeah they're just they're just little guys or they're like the dogs of the universe
1: Dino from uh the Flintstones yeah. yeah yeah no i I thought this was pretty good I mean it it was probably the weakest out of the four things that we've read but um I thought it was still overall pretty well well done and then we get to autumn mm-hmm.
2: it's a little Usagi again
1: yeah
0: little just, Usagi just, just a little guy. Comes across, like, a monster on the path when he's, like, carrying water or something. And he's
2: noticing that, you know, winter's pretty long.
0: Yeah, and then he... It's he, not winter, is oh, it? Oh, no, I'm no. sorry. It's summer. 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 And he's, like, expecting, like, oh, I can't believe the leaves haven't changed yep. and all yeah. this stuff.
1: And then he falls down a cliff, Um, and then he blacks out and then wakes up. And that's when he actually discovers the monster. Um, so he discovers the monster, yeah, which and, means Autumn Woman. Yeah. No, that's not what we're talking about, Jeff.
0: We're talking about the wolf, wolf-like creature. Oh yeah, the one that
2: that caught Okiana.
1: Yes. Yeah. 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 So um, Usagi kind of like comes to realize that she is captured, and he wants to set her free. He sets her free, and then yes, it turns out that she is the basically like goddess of autumn,
2: and she was like humanoid, like a a person, a
1: human. Yep. Which uh, yeah, weird. I
2: think you guys are a little bit
0: glossing over the surprise of the issue. So so when um no, nah, I just forgot the main character's name. Usagi, when Usagi <laughs> wakes up, he's in like this cage and the monster's like I'm going to eat you. I'm going to start with your feet and stuff like that. He pulls Usagi out of the cage and Usagi's able to like beat him up. But while he's in the cage, he sees another cage with a woman like crying and yeah. like begging to be let yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. But we can't see the woman. We don't know anything yeah. about her. She's just crying about um the monster and stuff like that. So Usagi like kicks the monster in the face, jumps over, and like he releases the pen and the monster is like in fear. He's like, no, stop, stop. He opens the pen, and then we see this explosion of this like hum like anthropomorphization of the season of autumn. Yeah. It's like this spiritual entity, this woman that's like cloaked in leaves and mm-hmm. she just comes bursting out and uh she just like
1: explodes leaves all over the monster and uh it's autumn. So well, he black- baby. that's it. He also blacks out again and then wakes up and his sensei uh, wakes him up and then he's like the leaves look really nice out uh today or he was like this is a really nice autumn. And it's like, "Ooh, was it a dream or Ooh, wasn't it a dream or" Sagio Jimbo. Yeah. So it was kind of fun. Yeah, no, it, it was a fun one. It was one of um it was I mean they were all very good, but it was one of my favorite of the short Uh-oh. stories.
2: Oh, boy. Very good. Very good. Very good.
0: Very cool. Um, Yeah, I thought the scene where the autumn monster, ghost, whatever, comes yeah. out is like super beautiful, like splash page. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. even for black and white. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I really like this one, too. It was another simple one, but um, probably the most simple. Um, yeah. But I thought it was just a cool. This one to me felt a lot like traditional Japanese folklore. Yeah, Uh, there's a lot of that. I wouldn't be surprised if this was like a legend or a fable that he like imprinted Usagi into. I think a lot of them are. Yeah, because that could have been just like any character of like a young boy, you know, Mm -hmm. dealing with that situation.
2: All right, I don't, I don't really have anything else to tell you guys. I didn't already tell you for my final push. Do you guys have any final thoughts?
1: Um, overall, I thought what basically just the things that I've already said is um, the art is consistent and consistently good. Um, some of those like big splash pages, like you were talking about, Dan, uh, were beautiful, uh, really well executed. Uh, the crossover between the turtles I found was pretty cool, and I like the integration of little short stories. That kind of reminds me of. Um, well just any comic really has like a B story that's kind of like cute or like maybe sometimes they have like ongoing stories as well but I like those little short stories it reminds me of when I was a kid reading the Sonic the Hedgehog comics Uh, there were a lot of like little short stories and stuff after the end of like longer arcs Um, but yeah that's pretty much it I thought it was overall pretty enjoyable how about you Dan? I have some final
0: thoughts that I would like to save for after the question okay then let me
2: ask you the question fellas did I talk you both into Stan Sakai's Usagi Yojimbo?
1: Yes. yes. Yay! <laughs> yeah, that was an easy one. It, well,
2: it it was, but I wasn't sure if Dan was going to like it cuz I, I don't know where Dan goes is going to go on things like this that aren't normal.
0: <laughs> yeah, um so my sort of final thoughts and the reason why I have a little bit of difficulty is because I did really like this. I found it an enjoyable read. I got through it really quickly. Um, I don't know how much I'm going to come back to it. Because some of the nature, the thing that I like about it, also makes it not super high on my priority list of things i want to consume i
2: mean that makes sense because like i said i i stopped reading it and i think that was just because i just stopped buying the books yeah but like the reason why i wanted to do this episode because i wanted to force myself to get back into it yeah which i did because i'm going to continue reading it and buy all the the huge saga volumes
0: so i said yes because when we went into this podcast you know we we said that it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to like go out and like keep reading and like yeah. attack yeah. it and fall in love with it. It just means that we did like what we read so far, basically. And that like, if I came upon stuff in the future, would I be inclined to check it out? So my answer is yes, because I, I basically thought if I'm reading a Ninja Turtles comic and Usagi pops up into it, I'm going to be happy and excited well, about how that. about
2: yeah. this, Dan. They just relaunched at an issue one. I don't think it's a reboot on IDW and it's full color. They're Ooh. on like issue oh, yeah? three or four. Is it still Stan Sakai? Yes, it is. He is the uh, that makes me a little uh, more so interested. Creative. So uh, I'm going to be collecting that when they come out in hardcovers. Yeah. And also they are re- they're doing IDW is doing what they did with turtles, are doing the color classics starting from the very beginning, re-releasing the original Ooh, issues that's in color. Cool. That's coming soon. Hmm. Hmm.
0: Yeah. I'd so, be inclined to buy that. I'm interested. We'll see how much I actually get to, but I enjoyed
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. It was overall Great. very enjoyable. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you forced me to read this. Guys, next week.
2: Do we have something fun and uplifting?
1: Yeah.
0: Very. For,
2: for Valentine's Day? Yeah. Wow. Is it a love
0: story? It's a marriage story. What? And it's not fun and uplifting. <laughs> but it's about marriage. Yeah. Marriage is fun. It's about the downfall and decline of a marriage.
2: Oh, shit.
0: <laughs> so, Jimmy. So, Dan. We are talking, Jeff, into the Netflix film Marriage
2: Story. We are, Oh, Jimmy, you're doing this, too? I'm doing it, too. Oh, boy. It's a two-on-one. It's like every dream I've ever had come true.
0: (laughs) So, Jeff, strap yourself in for a riveting tale of love lost, hurt feelings. Are there
2: explosions? No. Is there- There's emotional uh, explosions.
1: oh, Oh, yeah. You'll see those. Is there a European techno soundtrack- it is a pretty cool crossover between Kylo Ren and uh, Black Widow, though. So. Yeah, Ooh. Yeah. So I've
0: shipped them. Sit down with your wife. Okay. Pour a glass of whiskey. I thought you were going to say milk for some reason. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> pour a glass a, of milk. Pour
0: a short glass of warm milk. Yeah. And be ready to share uncomfortable sideways glances with her as you look <laughs> inward at the faults and flaws of your own relationship. Wow,
2: this is going to be Yikes. a terrible time. Uh, it's it's an excellent film I give you guys a bunny with a sword And this is what I get <laughs> in return In the meantime Jeff <clears throat> where can people find our podcast online They can find us on Spotify Apple Podcasts Stitcher Other things that host podcasts <laughs> If you just have a podcast aggregator You can grab our RSS XML link On TalkMeInto.com You can find us on Twitter at TalkMeInto Or on Facebook but that's for boomers and you can find me personally on Instagram at large heart on collider and on Twitter at J-E-F-F-F-F-F-27. That's Jeff of 5F, the number 27, James Fitch. Where can people find you? On the internet.
1: They can find me at Son of a Fitch, S-O-N-N-A-B-A, F-I-T-C-H on Twitter.
2: It's like a shitty Mickey Mouse Club song. I made it. F-I-T-C-H. Yeah. Jamie bitch
1: Danny Breakdown.
0: <laughs> Dan, where can people find you online? You can find me on the Twitter sphere at Danny Underscore Breakdown. Are you
2: on horny Twitter too?
0: No. Oh, okay. I'm on film Twitter, what? nerd Twitter. Uh, any Mike other Twitter? Twitters? Oh, I wish. Yeah, I know. I want to be on there. Yeah, it's fun. I want an invite. Sometimes I peek through a little keyhole at it. <laughs> <laughs> This is all being left in. Yeah. (laughs) Laugh coughing. (laughs) Any hoozle. Wowzer. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. What will we talk you into next? D I V O R C E. I thought you were going to say coughing. I have talked myself into, but I need to check with you guys to see if I already use these random facts. Why don't
2: you keep the ones you use on a list so you don't reuse them? I do that. Better, I delete them until I forget to delete them. But you delete the <laughs> you ones you You did dry cleaning used. like no, twice. You've delete the ones you use, so now I you don't have a reference. Yeah. Well, it's a little late now. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm talking to myself this week. Don't, no no don't, yeah. even tell, don't even tell us just say it on
1: the air to barefoot contestant no what if i just started reusing those <laughs> <laughs> the old ones nobody's listened to those so it's fine you should have been ready friday
0: I, i'm missing one random fact let me just think of one random fact oh my,
2: God. my name is dan i'm only allowed to eat while recording <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's why we record it's, every day it's
2: intermittent fasting and you can only <laughs> eat during recording huh. I hope that was recorded. Did I use um, using a neti pot? Yes, Yes. you did. Literally two weeks ago. I thought so. (laughs) These are all my previous ones. There's a list right here. So I know what I've used. You're great, Jeff. You're a great man. Thank you. Finally, (laughs) somebody said it. Sometimes I scroll through and I'm like, I talked about Tongo Bibongo on here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You did. I remember. I
2: did look for that and I can't find it. There's a box. There's a box. I know it's in and I don't know where the box is.
1: That's funny. Wants to start this off. Is it me?
2: It's one of you two.
1: I'm guessing it's going to be me because I don't think Dan even notices yet. No, I do. Okay. I'll start it off. <clears throat> These are always funny. Anyways. Do it, you
0: f-ing narcissistic attention whore.
1: Yep. Wow.
2: <clears throat>
1: are you recording? Oh, wait, hold on. Let me just pull up the wiki real quick. Yeah, I'm recording. Wiki Wild. Wiki Wild. Wiki- wow. Wild Wild West, James West, West, Desperado, Rough Rider. Rider. No, no you, you don't, don't want, want nada. Nada. none of this. Six,
2: Six gun in his brother running his Buffalo Soldier. Look, it's, it's like, like I told you. you. Any damsel that's in distress, she'd be out of that dress when she, she meets, meets Jim, Jim West. West. Uh, uh, we're going I've never seen that to. movie. Don't, I still There's know the point. music. Yeah, it's the only thing you need to know.
0: Kevin about. Klein is a national treasure. <sighs>